Ciroc. Yeah, yeah. Ciroc boys in the building. Tough London. Hello, good morning, tell me what the lick read. Pretty face, thin waist with the sick weave. First time fish telling in the six speed. Real bad boy, tell him come and get me. I'm at the fight, betting kinda like Bellman. Only took a trip to the truck twice. Unpacked the Mac 11 and Air Maxes. Stuffed six figures in my damn air mattress. Uh, I'm in love with large bills, a dime with a fat ass, thin waist and tall heels. Yeah, it's the Teflon Dawn, honey carrots and the charm, trying to give it back to Sean. Good morning, let's go, let's go. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Know you've been waiting. Tim Forey, cause I seen you watching. So let's go, let's get it poppin'. Without eating another bar, that's the cleaner than the song. These bars won't give me my pride. Never been televised. Great booty, better thighs. I ain't wanna tell about. First I tell a high, then I give her one and let her fly. Never tell a lot of night you couldn't find a better guy. King shit, fly to anyone you the same with. Gangster distinguished, cool as a penguin. Got a team of a money, feel free to bring with. She fine, wait and fly away at my convenience. You sing tip, checking in the five star suite Come on. with some five star freaks getting uh -huh. high all week. Catch me in the week. I was at the neck For the high, but the pump off in the graveyard is where you get stumped off. All we wanna do is party and buy everybody at the barbecue. Black Barbie dressed in Bagari. I'm trying to leave in somebody's Ferrari. Spread love, that's what a real mob do. Keep it gangster, look out for the people. I'm the wicked bitch of these. You better keep the peace. Or out come the beast. We the best, still is room for improvement. Our presence is felt like a black man. Seven quarter to eights, back to back. And I'm sitting on chrome seven times. Set us for my beats. With the bendies, the hummus, the bends. You delivery to you and yours. Man. I rep the bitches, he rep the boys. Uh -huh. If you rep your hood, just make some noise. I got my eye on the guy in the orange coat. Hey. Don't need no cream bee, got the LD through. Uh, let me show you what I'm all about. How I make a sprite can disappear. My Whoa. Shake up the dice, throw down your what? ice. Bet it all, play your fing rice. Money ain't a thing, throw it out like rice. Been around the world, cop the same thing twice. Rub on my, rub on my, squeeze on my, squeeze on my. Give me some, step on the gas. Pop the cork and roll up the head. You know what we about, sex. This is for my streets, the bendies, the hummus, the bends. Escalade 23-inch rims. Jumping out the Jaguar with the Timbs. Keep your red up and live good. 
On and on and on and Don't take them to the crib unless they born in uh, Easy, call them on the phone and Platinum Chanel cologne and I stay dressed to impress Spark just in interest Sex is all I expect As they watch TV in the Lex They know, they know Quarter past four, left the club tipsy Say no more, except how I'm getting home tomorrow Caesar drop you off when he see it for I eat uh. Back of my mind, I hope she unlocks it uh-huh. Man, she spilled the drink on my cream wallows Reached the gate, hungry just ate Griffin, she got to be to work by eight Come on. This must mean she ain't trying to wait Conversate, sex on the first date I state, you know what you do to me She starts off, but I don't usually Then I, I this before, no doubt Step out, show me what you all about Fingers in your mouth, open up your blouse Pull your G-string down south Ow. Threw that back out, in the parking lot Buy a Cherokee and a green drop top And I don't stop, until I hook some jeans, skirt But necky, it all works You nasty boy, you nasty 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 Good morning to all of our listeners around the world. Logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It's Friday, TGIF, July 15th. It's also Feature Friday, playing the music of Bad Boy Entertainment. It's also, we also have the Friday Mix Summer Party Series with DJ Renzi. You better stay tuned for that. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Yes, I'm in a good mood and I know you can tell by my voice. What? The music? Well, let me tell you this. It ain't easy finding clean <laughs> lyrics for some of these artists, man. I'm telling you, it's a job in itself. But... We made it happen just for you. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell.
are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news. Sri Lankan president emails resignation, official says. Oil drilling continues in Ugandan park despite threat to nature. Saudi Arabia opens airspace to all airlines, including Israeli. In news out of North America, four more teens turned themselves in for the murder of Philadelphia man. Buffalo Market reopens to debate over healing and sensitivity. Alex Murdoff charged with murder in deaths of wife and son. Man exonerated in Malcolm X murder sues New York City for $40 million. Eight-year-old shot and killed by his younger brother in what authorities believe was a tragic accident. In business and tech news, 7-Eleven offering $100,000 award for any information that can solve recent store robberies and murders. Gunman still at large. Indeed releases job analysis report. Registered nurse, real estate agent, and truck driver named top 10 rapidly growing professions paying at least $75,000. Uber faces major lawsuits over complaints of sexual assault during riots. Student loan interest accumulation could change under a proposed rule. And here's what it means for you. Average rent in Manhattan jumps to a record $5,000 a month. In sports news, Africa's fastest man gets U.S. visa less than 24 hours to world race. In the Caribbean corner... Out of Jamaica, Prime Minister Holness cautions public servants were angry about pay increases. Chopper songs blamed for scamming surge. Residents to pay less in supermarket on 44 items in Barbados. Dr. Usain Bolt awarded another honorary doctorate. Out of Trinidad and Tobago, they were rocked by a magnitude 5.8 earthquake. And believe it or not, stories, Elon Musk's dad reveals... He fathered a secret second child with his stepdaughter. Florida man uses ex-girlfriend's DoorDash account to stalk her. Credit repair company owner used fake police reports to wipe away debt. In entertainment news, George Foreman denies sexual abuse allegations, claims two women have been trying to extort $12.5 million from him since January. And Donald Trump's ex-wife Ivana Trump has died at the age of 73. We're going to have these the details of these stories and more coming up right after this music break. For now, here's a little bit more music from Bad Boy Entertainment. They are our Feature Friday artist for today. In the place with style and grace, allow me to lace these lyrical dishes in your bushes. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies? The back of the club, sipping my wet is where you find me. The back of the club, Mac and Horse, my crew's behind me. Mad question asking, belly passing, music blasting. But I just can't quit because one of these honeys Biggie got to creep with, sleep with, keep the epic secret. Why not? Why blow up my spot? Cause we both got hot. Now check it. I got more Mac than Craig and in the bed. Believe me, sweetie, I got enough to feed the needy. No need to be greedy. I got mad friends with Benzes. See notes by the layers. True to life players. 
jump in the rover and come over, tell your friends, jump in the GF3. I got the gun out by the trees. Throw your hands in the air if you's a true player. To the honeys, get your money, play your fellas like dummies. Uh. You got a gun up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place. Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby. Uh, baby. Uh. Straight up, honey, really, I'm asking. Most of these fellas think they be macking, but they be acting. Who they attracting with that line? What's your name? What's your sign? Soon as he buy that wine, I just creep up from behind and ask you what your interests are. Who you be with? Things to make you smile. What numbers to dial? You gonna be here for a while? I'm gonna call my crew. You gonna call your crew. We can rendezvous at the bar around two. Plans to leave, throw the keys to little C's. Pull the truck up front and roll up the next one so we can steam on the way to the telly. Go fill my belly. A T-bone steak, cheese, eggs, and Welch's great. Conversate for a few. Now money ain't the bottom, see my dough is like. Pull out my bank roll on y'all dudes like. Lost the boost tip, two tip like. Money wanna beat my blueprints, I'm like. Had to hit the break on y'all brothers like. Brothers getting bagged on my block like. Coming home within a half an hour like. Fun like they had the manpower like. More or less. More so, I rip guitar, so I live the fast life. Come through in the bar slow, like whoa. My people, like dough, like dro, nitro, might flow, nice clothes, like whoa. Ease pain with, like whoa. Now I'm Doc Strange in the range, like whoa. 100 miles an hour switching lanes, like whoa. Plus I'm getting brain from the chick, like whoa. Finger near brother eight, like whoa. Team floss, thin chicks, like whoa. Nine nine Jack Vince Coop like whoa. We keep them cheese lines on your block like whoa. Grenade through your window, money like whoa. Love to see me do this, sonny like whoa. Brothers put me through this, sonny like whoa. So I'ma go toe to toe, blow for blow like whoa. And rip guitar so I live the fast life. Come through in the ball slow like whoa. My people like go like troll, nitro, might flow, nice clothes like whoa. We back it, then flip it like whoa. Cars we jack it, then strip it like whoa. Fully equip it, front to back like whoa. Spit no fiends that come for crack like whoa. Me, I rock the Versace and linen While you spot me grinning With bunch of foxy women While you speedball with cars That's the valley I get clothes custom made For my stylist Cruise in my Lexus land With no malice While you walk the street Until your feet get callous Take you on the natural high Like a pallet It be all good Toss your clothes like a salad When it's all over Put your vote in my ballot This my diner I'm Mel and your Alice Spend the night And look to see's palace It be you're good as long as you don't act childish uh-huh. While you standing there with the crisp in your cup The worst come the worst, keep this on the hush uh. I know you see me on the video I know you heard me on the radio But you still don't pay me no attention Listening to what your girlfriend's mentioned He's a, he's a, he's a freak Got a different girl every day of the week it's cool, not trying to put a rush on you I had to let you know that I got a crush on you Hey yo shorty, won't you go get a bag of the lethal I'll be undressed in the bra or see-through Why you count your juice thinking I'ma cheat you The only one thing I wanna do is freak you Keep your stone sets, I got my own baguettes And I'll be doing things that you won't regret Little Kim, the queen bee, so you best take heed Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed 
I'ma throw shade if I can't get paid. Blow you up to your girl like the army grenade. You can slide on my ice like the escapade. And itchy itchy eye yeah, with the marmalade. Who me? Not you. Oh yes, who's he? I even did your man's style, but I love your profile. Whisper in your ear and get you all shook up, but don't blush. Just keep this on the hush. I know you see me on the video. True. I know you heard me on the radio. True. But you still don't pay me no attention. Listening to what your girlfriend's mentioned. He's a, he's a, he's a freak. Got a different girl every day of the week. It's cool, not trying to put a rush on you I had to let you know that I got a crush on you Thank you to all of our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee Into World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and the me is mi it's friday tgif feature friday focusing on bad boy entertainment so we're gonna hear from the different artists on the that label did i realize biggie um not biggie i'm sorry diddy had so many artists pass through his hands not just artists in the u.s but even in brazil as well interesting right He's a beast, that's all I can say. Coming up later on, we do have the Friday Make Summer Party series presented by DJ Reds of JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to download the app J-A-H-K-N-O Radio, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And we have the details coming up right now, and we're starting off with international news. And this story comes to us courtesy of the Associated Press out of Sri Lanka. An aide to Sri Lanka's parliament speaker said President Gotabaya Rajapaksa has emailed his resignation. Indunil Yapa said the speaker will make an official announcement today. This is a breaking news update, finally, according to the Sri Lankans. Sri Lankan protesters retreated from government buildings they seized and military troops reinforced security at the parliament on Thursday, establishing a tenuous calm in a country in both economic meltdown and political limbo. Embattled President Gotabaya Rajapaksa fled a day earlier under pressure from demonstrators furious over the island's economic collapse. But he failed to resign as promised and further angered the crowds by making his prime minister acting leader. Protesters want both men out and a unity government in to address an economic calamity that has triggered widespread shortages of food, fuel, and other necessities. But with a fractured opposition and confusion confusion, sorry, over who was in charge, a solution seemed no closer following Rajapaksa's departure. Potentially adding to the turmoil, the president was on the move again Thursday, flying from the Maldives to Singapore. The protesters accused Rajapaksa and his powerful political family of siphoning money from government coffers for years and his administration of hastening the country's collapse by mismanaging the economy. The family has denied the corruption allegations, but Rajapaksa acknowledged some of his policies contribute 
contributed to the meltdown. Months of protests reached a frenzied peak over the weekend when demonstrators stormed the president's home and office in the official residence of Prime Minister Ranil Wickremesinghe on Wednesday. They seized Wickremesinghe's office. These Sri Lankans are not playing. Oil drilling continues in Ugandan park despite threat to nature. Uganda's president, Museveni, has endorsed the controversial East African crude oil pipeline project, warning that he won't allow anybody to play around with my oil. In 2015, French oil giant Total Energies and the China National Offshore Oil Corporation signed a memorandum of understanding with the governments of Uganda and Tanzania to drill for oil in Uganda and export it via a 1,443-kilometer-long pipeline through Tanzania's coast. While the project has received much criticism from environmental and conservation groups, Uganda's long-serving president, Yoweri Museveni, has endorsed it, warning that he will not allow anybody to play around with his oil. The three-part $10 billion plan comprises the controversial East African crude oil pipeline, the Kingfisher Lake Albert Project, and the Murchison Falls Project, known as Telenga. Inside Murchison, 10 well pads and a feeder pipeline are being built, as well as a refinery on the park's border. If it goes ahead, it will be the first oil project within a protected area in East Africa. The Albertine Rift, which encompasses the park in Lake Albert, the second biggest of Uganda's Great Lakes, is one of the most species-rich areas in the world. Housing more than half of Africa's birds, 40% of Africa's mammals, and about 20% of its amphibians and plants. It also is home to more threatened and endemic species than any other region on the continent. Environmentalists have warned about the potentially devastating effect on numerous species, including the eastern chimpanzee listed as endangered by the International Union for Conservation of Nature. In 2010, another company, Soko Oil, began exploration activities in nearby Virunga National Park in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, home to some 200 of the last remaining 700 wild mountain gorillas on Earth. But following a global backlash and exposure in a Netflix, Netflix documentary, the company pulled out of the project. The silence from the international community could be because Uganda's wildlife Law allows for oil exploration in protected areas, provided the effect on the environment is minimized and the natural habitat is restored. Um, yeah. You know what? As I'm reading that article, my mind is straying. I'm thinking about the cockpit country back in Jamaica and what's going on there because there are quote-unquote resources that the government wants to have access to. Um, a little concerned for the Ugandan president, for him to make such a staunch claim. He will not allow anybody to play around with his oil. Sounds to me as though he has a big cut going into his bank account. And by any means necessary, he's going to see to it that the deal goes through. Um, I understand the need to move resources from one point A to point B. But um, let us make sure how we're going about it is not going to be detrimental to wildlife. You know what just popped up in my mind too? 
<laughs> Planet of the Apes. Can you imagine those gorillas just going in and disrupting everything? You know what? Let me behave myself for a quick second here. So Saudi Arabia says it will open its airspace to all carriers, paving the way for more overflights to and from Israel, a further sign that relations between the two countries are warming. The Saudi General Authority of Civil Aviation said on Thursday the country's airspace was now open to all carriers that meet its requirement for overflights, in line with international conventions that say there should be no discrimination between civil aircraft. The decision will complement the efforts aimed at consolidating the kingdom's position as a global hub connecting three continents and to enhance international air connectivity. The announcement of an open skies policy by Riyadh will mean shorter flights from Asia to Israel as airlines serving those routes will no longer be required to take long detours around Saudi Arabia en route to Israel. United States President Joe Biden, who is set to fly to the kingdom from Israel on Friday as part of a regional tour, welcomed Saudi Arabia's move. And those international stories were courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Coming up after the music break, we have stories out of North America. But now it's back to the Bad Boy Entertainment Group. Tiffany Nancy, that's not what my plans be. Need a girl that can stand me. 
Cause me a family Go from trips to the land See the trip to the Grammys Cause most of these girls Be confusing me I don't know if they really love me Or they using me Maybe it's the money Or maybe you ain't used to me Cause you was depressed And now you abusing me That's why I need me a girl To be true to me Know about the game And know how it do to me Without a girl on my side Shit'll ruin me Forget the world girl Listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee Intel, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and the me is mi it is tgif feature friday yep we're playing the songs from the bad boy entertainment group today they are our feature friday artists also coming up later on don't forget we do have the friday mix summer party series with dj reds made it through the week looking forward to a great weekend beautiful weather hopefully i can get out and get some things done we have the details of the stories out of north america coming up right after this she's got love for me Four more teens turned themselves in for the murder of Philadelphia man. 
Last month, seven minors brutally assaulted a 73-year-old man named James Lambert Jr. by beating him with a traffic cone. The entire incident was captured on surveillance camera, and since then, two of the seven teens have turned themselves in. As Ball Alert previously reported, and we spoke about this yesterday, one of the teens identified as 14-year-old Richard Jones has been charged as an adult with third-degree murder for alleged criminal conspiracy. Jones's 10-year-old brother also turned himself in for his involvement. However, he was released without any charges. The incident happened on June 24, around 2.30 a.m. New details reported by NBC News say the man asked the children why they were out playing so early in the morning. According to one of the minor's attorneys, at one point, it was suggested that the group go bother Lambert. Lambert passed away after being taken to a local hospital. His sister says she's trying to understand how this all happened. When my parents died, I raised my brothers and sisters. It's so sad he lived that long and these kids would take his life and beat him like he was nothing in the street. He was trying to get away from them and they ran behind him and beat him like he was nothing. The investigation is ongoing. Carriol Horn started her morning outside the Tops Friendly Supermarket in Buffalo, placing white roses at a colorful memorial to the 10 black people slain there two months ago by a white gunman. Across the fenced-off parking lot, the supermarket chain's president and employees were preparing to lead media on a preview of the refurbished store on Thursday, a day ahead of its reopening to the public. Count Horn a 54-year-old activist and retired Buffalo police officer among those in the neighborhood who say it's too soon. We're pretty much shopping on people's blood, she said. I think that this is more about putting people to work rather than letting them heal. Just two months ago, these people were running for their lives. Yet, even Horn carries the mixed emotions of seemingly everyone in the community where the store has doubled as a gathering spot for two decades. Her 97-year-old father, a World War II veteran, lives close enough to the supermarket to shop there on his own. The produce at Tots is fresher than the foods available at smaller convenience stores and bodegas in the neighborhood, she said. She gets it. How do you sound... I'm sorry. <laughs> How do you decide? Listen, it's not good to multitask, right? I, I, I'm reading messages and reading news at the same time. I got to get my life together. How do you decide how, when, or even whether to let the sight of a mass atrocity return to being what it was before it was a crime scene? How do you help people move forward without erasing the memory of an event that devastated so many? It's hard enough to answer those questions when it's a school, a church, a synagogue. It's a different sort of hard when it's a place of business, especially one as central to a community as Tops is to East Buffalo. It took six months for a movie theater to open in Aurora, Colorado, after a mass shooter killed 12 people there in 2012. That was one theater in a 16-screen suburban cineplex. Tops is the social hub of its neighborhood. That's why frequent shoppers... The store's managers and employees, community leaders, and those who lost loved ones in the hail of bullets two months ago tell the Associated Press simply, it's complicated. On one hand, residents fought for years to win a grocery store on Buffalo's east side, which had long suffered from disinvestment and lackluster economic activity. 
The arrival of Tops in 2003 was a godsend to an area that had been considered a food desert. On the other hand, polishing store fixtures and floors is a far cry from addressing the systemic inequality and unhealed trauma in East Buffalo's black community. This is what several residents are sharing. Tops president John Person said on Thursday, the company began hearing from customers, community members, and civic leaders the day after the May 14 shooting. Almost immediately, the company started running a free shuttle from the neighborhood to other Tops stores. Ultimately, the management team felt confident that store associates and most area residents needed and wanted the store to reopen. I, I can understand the mixed feelings around it. I don't know if I think two months is too soon, my opinion. But from a business standpoint, um, I get it as well. What do you do? Do you shut it down? Do you tear it down? Do you change locations? What exactly do you do? I get both sides of the coin. Um. My personal decision, if that were my supermarket, I'd probably wait a while. I think more healing needs to happen in the community. Continue to shuttle the folks as I've been as they have been doing to other top stores. Um, I don't know. That's me. That's my personal opinion. How what I would do. Yeah, from a community and a business standpoint. More than 13 months after disgraced South Carolina attorney Alex Murdoch called 911 after finding his wife's son shot outside their home, a grand jury indicted him on Thursday on murder charges in their killings. But the legal documents shed little light on the ongoing mystery over the deaths that captivated the public, who have clicked on hundreds of stories and podcasts detailing the dozens of other criminal charges that have piled up in the months since Murdoff's wife, who is Maggie, 52, and their 22-year-old son, Paul, were killed on June 7, 2021. Murdoff, 54, has repeatedly denied any role in the death, saying he was visiting his mother and ailing father and discovered his son and wife slain when he returned to their estate. Alex wants his family, friends, and everyone to know that he did not have anything to do with the murders of Maggie and Paul. He loved them more than anything in the world. Murdoff defense attorneys Jim Griffin and Dick Harputlian said in a statement, each murder indictment was one paragraph with exactly one new detail, accusing Murdoff of killing his wife with a rifle and his son with a shotgun. They include no details on how police linked Murdoff to the deaths after 13 months of investigation or why a man who had no criminal history and was part of a wealthy, well-connected family that dominated the legal community in tiny Hampton County might have wanted to kill his own family members. More information may be released in a bond hearing for the new charges, which has not yet been scheduled. Murdoff is already in jail, unable to pay a $7 million bond on the dozens of other charges. Murdoff was also charged on Thursday with two counts of possession of a weapon during a violent crime, according to indictments from a grand jury in Colleton County, site of the Murdoff hunting estate where the killings happened. 
Murdoff's family has dominated the legal scene in, time, in that tiny place since his grandfather and great-grandfather were the area's elected prosecutors for 87 years straight. Murdoff once worked for the century-old family-founded law firm which said in September that he was stealing money. Throughout the investigation, state police have released few details about the case, even fighting a lawsuit in which the Post and Courier newspaper accused the agency of refusing to release information required by state law. Thursday's indictments were no exception. A joint statement from State Law Enforcement Division Chief Mark Heal and the State Attorney General Alan Wilson said they would not comment on specific evidence because the investigation remains active and a court case is pending. Sounds like they're protecting that family at all costs to me um, with keeping everything hush-hush. Um, while I understand that you don't want to release everything, be- especially if there's going to be a jury in place and that could um, somehow sway the opinion of any juror, I get that. But at the same time, why be so hush-hush about it? Sometimes these small towns uh, can be good and can be bad. But to have one family on the legal scene, just one family for 80 year, 87 years straight, who is to tell what else has happened that has gone swept under the rug by this family? Just my thoughts. A man who was exonerated after spending decades in prison in the United States for the 1965 murder of black civil rights advocate Malcolm X is suing New York City for its role in his wrongful conviction. Muhammad Aziz's lawyers filed a lawsuit against the city in federal court on Thursday, demanding at least $40 million in damages. Mr. Aziz, a U.S. Navy veteran who served multiple tours of duty and the father of six young children, was only 26 years old when he was arrested for the murder of Malcolm X. He spent 20 years during what should have been the prime of his life, locked in prison for a crime he did not commit. The damage done to Mr. Aziz and his family was immense and irreparable. Aziz, 84, and his co-defendant, Khalil Islam, who died in 2009, were exonerated in November 2021 with a judge who vacated their conviction, calling it a series and a very serious miscarriage of justice. At the time, then-Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. apologized for what he called serious, unacceptable violations of law and public trust. Islam's estate also filed a similar lawsuit against New York City on Thursday. Aziz Islam and a third defendant, Mujahid Abdul Halim, were convicted in 1966, but historians have long cast doubt about the case. Halim, who was released from prison in 2010, confessed to the murder but maintained the innocence of the other two men. The case was reopened in 2020 after the release of a Netflix docuseries, Who Killed Malcolm X? Aziz sued New York State of the wrong, over the wrongful conviction late last year. That lawsuit was settled for $5 million in April, according to the New York Times. Thursday's lawsuit accused the New York Police Department of withholding evidence that would be approved or would have approved Aziz's innocence in violation of U.S. law. The city's policy and practice was to tolerate, fail to discipline, 
and encourage violations of officials' constitutional obligations to make timely disclosure to the defense of in, dis, to the defense of information. The city's deliberate indif- indifference to such violations created a laissez-faire atmosphere that caused such violations to continue, including in Mr. Aziz's case. New York City Mayor Eric Adams said in a statement that the city was reviewing the lawsuits, calling overturning Aziz's and Islam's convictions the just outcome. Are they going to be able to be successful, or will he rather be successful um, in this lawsuit since it's against police officers? And I remember a couple of weeks ago we read an article um, that there is a law that protects the police departments from being sued i'm trying to remember if that's what i read i'm really trying to remember is that how it goes because if they if the police department if the nypd is protected um highly unlikely there's going to be a settlement but i hope I really do hope there is a settlement of sorts because we're seeing this come to um, the forefront at least every other week. We're reading an article of someone who was wrongfully convicted, wrongfully incarcerated, who has spent no less than a decade, usually two decades is what we're seeing because of negligence sheer negligence and that negligence unfortunately um is fueled by there's no other way to put it but to say racism fueled by gross injustice inequality my hope is that out of all these Um, cases coming to the forefront is that there will be true change which is something we have discussed in here over and over again there will be true change just change to how policing is done but it doesn't stop there how investigations are carried out no stone should be left unturned every possible angle should be investigated. Don't be quick to pass a crime off on someone. A, because of the color of their skin. B, because of their socioeconomic um, background. Or three, just because you don't care about doing your job properly. And I say keep the lawsuits coming cities are gonna feel it but oh well somebody has to pay because they had to pay with the loss of freedom for something they did not do and it's too easy for them just to apologize and say yes it's a just outcome that the rulings are overturned and you know they are exonerated some people die before experiencing the freedom that they're entitled to. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to their families because you didn't do your job. 
An eight-year-old boy was shot and killed by his five-year-old brother Thursday in what Arkansas authorities believe was an accidental shooting. This is a tragic incident that could have been avoided. I can't emphasize strongly enough that guns need to be well secured and kept out of the hands and away from children at all times, said Sheriff Lafayette Woods Jr. of the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office in a news release. Gun owners that do not properly secure their firearms are just one split second away from one of these tragedies happening in their home. The Arkansas Department of Human Services was notified of the shooting and arrived at the home to help assess the children's welfare in the home. The boy's body will be transferred to the state medical examiner's office for an autopsy, the sheriff's office said. There have been at least 126 unintentional shootings by children in the U.S. this year, taking the lives of 55 people and wounding 78 others. This is according to the nonprofit Every Town for Gun Safety. Last year saw at least 392 unintentional shootings by children, which resulted in 163 people killed and 248 injured. While we appreciate and we're grateful for the reduction in numbers, we still have work to do. Parents, guardians, we have to do better. We have to do better. I know that we have also in here spoken about the need to educate our young folks who live in homes where weapons are there, right? Um, doesn't negate the fact that you still have to lock them away and secure them. But in educating them and raising their level of awareness about the mishandling and the misuse and understanding that it is not a toy to be played with. Um, yeah, we have those conversations. But at the same time, can you empty your barrels, please, folks? If you're, you know, the minute you step through your front door, can you just empty your barrels? Better yet, lock the, just lock the weapons away. Don't just put them down on a table because you know something, and I'm going to speak from my own experience in how life goes. You come home, you intend to follow a certain pattern. You open the door and you're greeted with something else right? Your children are saying things to you that totally take you off your planned course of action. So you start thinking about other things. I'll put my bag down where I don't normally put it down, or I'll put my glasses down where I don't normally put my glasses down. Carry on about doing all the other things I had no intention of doing. And then hours later, I'm like, oh, hold on, where's my bag? Where's my bag? Where are my glasses? So that can happen with a gun, you go through your front door, you put it down because you get sidetracked, you're, you get distracted and you forget to do it. But if you're a gun owner, this is where you're going to have to up the ante. Up your level of responsibility. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's time for us to take another music break. When we return, it's business and tech news and health and science news. It's back to the Bad Boy Entertainment Group for some more music. Stick them up as we proceed. Stick them up. Put your hands in the air. 
every show. It'll never die. We live. And we gon' stay big time till it's time to see big. Get a grip, bad boy, never slip. We running strips while y'all running lips. Haters wanna stop my loot. They don't want me wearing Sean John. They want me wearing lawsuits. PD, increase the heat in your streets. Keep your tapes on rewind. CDs on repeat. My mental more older. Jewelry more colder. Got a lot like it's 97 all over. You know what I came to do. Change the rules even when I stand still. Your cherry M3 bang every MC easily. Take that. Easily. Uh -huh. Recently, 
frontin', ain't sayin' nothin', so I just speak my peace, keep my peace, Cubans with the Jesus peace, with you. my peace, packin', askin' who want it, get on it, flaunt it, that Brooklyn bull, we on it. Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flashy ways. I guess that's why they're broken, you're so fake. Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flashy ways. I guess that's why they're broken, you're so fake. I put Walter NY onto DKNY. Uh, Miami, DC, prefer Versace. That's right. All Philly boys know it's Moschino. Every cutie with the booty for the coochie. Now who's the real dookie? Meaning who's really this Rod, it's Frank White push the six or the Lexus LX, four and a half, bulletproof glass tips. If I want some, gon' blast sweet first. Ask questions last. That's how most of these so-called gangsters pass. At last. Rapping about blunts and broads, is and broads, menage a trois, sex and expensive cars, I still leave you on the pavement. Condo paid for, uh-huh. no car payment. Uh-huh. At my arraignment, no for the plaintiff. The daughter's tied up in the Brooklyn basement. Face it, not guilty. That's how I stay true. Richer than rich, so you just come and get come on. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. Hi, Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram Moments with Me Media. It is Friday. TGIF, we made it. It's Feature Friday coming up later on. We also have the Friday mix presented by DJ Reds. Today's Feature Friday artist, or I should say artists, are all members of the Bad Boy Entertainment Group. Say what you want to say about P. Diddy. He's a true visionary. He knew how to take pick talent out of the crowd, that's for sure. I'm laughing because I'm reading the chat right here on Clubhouse. Javette, let me tell you something. It ain't easy. Finding the songs, yeah, it's challenging. <laughs> so, so proud of you. So proud of you. <laughs> Listen, finding the songs that are um, radio edited, you know, clean versions, not an easy feat. And I know I'm not a DJ, right? I just play the music for fun. Um, so I can't imagine what the DJs go through. Take your flowers. <laughs> you're a damn good DJ. Uh, your song selection, uh, the mixing point, the transitions. I'll be here sometime wondering, damn, is your DJ in the back room? <laughs> I wish uh, I did. You, 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 you do, you do your thing. <laughs> 
Thank you, DJ Naturalist. Yeah. Same issue I have to um, Javette when it comes to the dance hall music. Um, because there's so many songs I'd love to be able to play, but I can't, unfortunately. You know, this is not underground radio <laughs> that I could do that on. But thank you. I appreciate the positive feedback. And I appreciate any feedback that I get, right? It, it's always welcome. So now it's time for business and tech news. Seven Eleven offering $100,000 award for any information that can solve recent store robberies and murders. Gunman still at large. Police in Southern California are searching for a man who fatally shot two people and robbed 7-Eleven stores in three different counties. Now, 7-Eleven locations in Los Angeles, Riverside, Orange, and San Bernardino have temporarily shut their doors following the string of violence. Some stores will be closing down shop Monday night, Tuesday night, and closing early on Wednesday, ABC7 is reporting. Why are people doing this? Can people just, just stop? Just stop for a second. Just stop. I would love a day when we can report the news and there is absolutely no shooting. None. Is it possible? Or is it only possible in the movies? Which movie was it? The Barber Barbershop? Where they called for ceasefire? That movie that um what's his name? Ice Cube, uh Common. Was it was Common in that that's uh one i don't remember oh yes yes it was barbershop yeah yes it was barbershop because they were trying to do regentrification, and you know they're trying to save the neighborhood from outside quote-unquote investors coming in and taking it over yes it was okay. barbershop all right mm -hmm. so my head ain't that bad <laughs> yeah can we have a ceasefire nationwide just for Let's just start with one day, 24 hours. Is it possible? Must we have the need to pull our guns all the time? Let's start the movement. I would love that. Hashtag 50 states, 24 hours, no shooting. Okay, Javette, let's get it going. I'm dead serious. Dead ass, as y'all say up in Brooklyn. Dead ass. <laughs> I learned that one from Kadeen and um, Duval on Instagram. <laughs> the, the, the nerve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just 24 hours nationwide. Because the leaders aren't doing it. As was in the case in Barbershop, right? It was the people, the locals, who had to do something. Do something to inspire change. Yeah. I'm serious, Javette. We might think it may be insignificant because we are in our own little world here. But you might be surprised. A call to action. So what are we going to call it? I'll put it on the IG page. All right. So we, we're going to have to think. And anybody in the room, please don't be afraid to put ideas. We need a hashtag. We just need 24 hours with nobody being shot. Nobody. Nationwide. 
anniversary guys, but that's impossible. I can't think of anything in this world that people would actually unite behind for one common cause where the mass would actually um, be involved. I just can't think of it. Well, we've done it before, so let's not be, what is that, pessimists? Yeah, let's not be pessimists. Meaning the world has come together to change things. It has happened a couple of times in history. <sighs> I'm, a, I'm a true optimist, but I'm just going to go with what, what is, in, is in front of us. We are living in a, in a total different time. People don't care no more. I think in many ways we're way more divided now than it was back then. You know something, naturalist. I appreciate the the realness, right? The the reality of what we're living in. But I am going to try my best to be very optimistic and very hopeful that it can happen. Nothing is impossible, right? Nothing. If we look at the word impossible and we break it in two, we get impossible. And if everybody embraces that, I'm possible. We can, we can get it done. Yeah. Um, okay, here's the name. Hashtag don't shoot. There you go. You got that, Javette? There goes one, Javette. You got that one? Um, Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. We need to. We need to add a little bit more to that because they may think it's a Black Lives Matter thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. We need to. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag okay, guns down. Back, back to the drawing board. Yeah, I don't know. Let's let's put some ideas in the chat, All right? So Javette can pick the best one, or you know, yeah. So indeed, um. Oops, hold on here. How did I get here? I don't know where I am. I pressed something <laughs> on my computer and I totally got rid of... <laughs> you all don't want to know what just happened to me. Let me tell you something. Yeah, but anyway, I'm going to keep it moving. I'm not going to um stress about it. Let me tell you what's missing. No, I can't even tell you what's missing. <laughs> It's Friday. You know when your body's saying, shut down, it's Friday. Go have a drink somewhere. There's a beach somewhere. There's a party going on somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I, that's where my body is at. My mind is here, but my body isn't here. So I, I pressed something. But anyway, let's keep it moving. So Indeed releases job analysis report. Registered nurse, real estate agent, and a truck driver. Named top 10 rapidly growing professions, paying at least $75,000. According to the report, the top careers in America are averaging that salary range. The healthcare industry is at the very top with four positions making it to the top of the list, with tech jobs moving down in the ranking. So here are the top 10 jobs, right? Um, registered nurse, 84000 Optometrist, 118000 Site reliability engineer, not sure what that job um, function entails, but 137,000. Real estate agent, 82,000. Pharmacist, 101,000. Over the road truck driver, 102,000. 
software engineer, 126,000. Nurse practitioner, 128,000. Uh, product designer, 113,000. Yeah, solar consultant, 121,000. Yeah, those are the top 10. And the average is a nationwide average. So, of course, depending on where you are, what state you live in, could be paying more, could be paying less. I know that pharmacists make more than that down here in the South. Let me say it right, the Southeast, South Florida. I know they make more than that. Real estate agents, there's no cap on what you're able to make. There's some real estate agents who are making millions of dollars um, a year. Um, and some make less jobs like real estate agent and over the truck, uh, over the road truck driver are based usually on you, what you put into it. What you put in is what you get out. If that makes sense. Right. Um, the others are pretty much managed by the, your employer. Now, what I know is a lot of people are opting to be a travel nurse or a nurse for hire. That's what I call them. Where, <clears throat> excuse me, I have seen some RNs. Hold on a second. What's the difference between an RN and a nurse practitioner? Because a nurse practitioner, 128,000 versus a registered nurse, 84,000. Can someone please explain to me the difference between a registered nurse and a nurse practitioner? Because I really don't know. And I'm not being funny. I'm being honest. Or do I need to go to Google? Okay. Nurse practitioner is an advanced practice registered nurse and a type of mid-level practitioner. NPs are trained to assess patient needs, order and interpret diagnostic and lab tests, diagnose disease, formulate and prescribe medications and treatment plans. Okay, got it. I got it. So the nurse practitioner is between RN and doctor in the absence of a doctor you would have the np i got it okay so i'd see i see why they would make more um okay that makes sense fair enough i learned something new today um yeah so if you have anyone who's interested in getting into any of these fields encourage them if it's for yourself encourage yourself motivate yourself and understand that these are just averages, okay? Uber faces major lawsuits over complaints of sexual assault during rides. Over 500 sexual assault survivors are suing Uber, claiming the company placed insufficient safeguards and put them at risk while on trips. According to court documents obtained by people, passengers in multiple states were kidnapped, sexually assaulted, sexually battered, raped, falsely imprisoned, stalked, harassed, and or otherwise attacked by an Uber driver with whom they had been paired through the Uber application. Slater and Slater Schulman, LLP, a law firm specializing in defending victims of catastrophic and traumatic events, filed the complaint on Wednesday in San Francisco County Superior Court. The complaint also claims that the rideshare company was aware that Uber drivers were sexually assaulting and raping female passengers as early as 2014. 
Despite acknowledging the sexual assault crisis in recent years, the company is accused in the complaint of failing to put in place the basic safety measures necessary to prevent these serious sexual assaults, which continue to occur to this day. The civil lawsuit also refers to Uber's implementation of a safe rides fee in 2014 when it started adding a dollar to each journey to provide the safest possible platform for Uber riders and drivers. The lawsuit also alleges that Uber drivers and the company did not share the safe ride fees, which resulted in pure revenue for Uber. That's interesting. Why, why wasn't that being passed on or why wasn't it being shared? That's a good question. But I remember a couple months ago we had a discussion when there were back-to-back incidents being reported in the news. Um, but I didn't realize this was going back as far as 2014. So Uber has had ample time to make changes to provide safety for, for their drivers because their drivers as well have been assaulted. We've read those cases. Their drivers have been murdered. So they have had ample time while racking up revenue to put in place measures for the safety of both the drivers and the riders. We even sat in here and brainstormed ideas of what could be done. Well, based on this story, and I know there are several... Um, what you call it? His side, her side, and the truth? Well, based on this story, I get the feeling they do not care. And why am I coming to that conclusion? Because you were charging that dollar, but not sharing it. A million people taking Uber in a month, and I'm just throwing that figure out there. That's a million dollars in Uber's pocket. Is Uber still in Jamaica, by the way? Are they still there? I don't know. Not a big fan of Uber since hearing um, about the different incidents that have been taking place. Not a big fan of it, right? Student loan. Go ahead. Go right ahead. I'm so sorry. Yeah, my number one. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I told you about them. That that company is just a big scamming company. That's what they are. You know, I, I we speak, spoke about them several times, and like, you know, according to what, you know, like, um, well, people say it's like the, 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 the investors, like, they don't care what they have to do. They, they, they just expect a certain amount of return every year. And, you know, they, they, they just look at numbers. They don't look at people. And, and for... for a business that that's like you know like have people at the center of it where like like transporting people and transporting food is concerned like they, they they have to they have to put people at the center of it they can't just be looking at figures uh, all the time uh, and i find that's what they do and that that's not a good way for a company like that to operate and yeah it does seem like they're running like this 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 big scam it is a scam it is a scam Jay. There's not, nothing else for me to but, say. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Marlon. But I remember when Uber just started out, they used to do background checks on everybody. 
but after a while, I don't know if they still do it, but it's um, it's very hard to the passengers. It's very hard to do something about the passengers because you cannot do background check on passengers because when you pick them up, you just don't you just don't know who you get. And sometimes I can call Uber for somebody else, you know. So that's kind of hard to um, use the passengers as uh, you know, attacking the drivers. It's kind of hard to protect the drivers like that. No, no, but, that part I get, though, Marlon. It's, let's talk about the driver. That's, you know, because... Drivers, yeah. A lot of the drivers, though, they... I can sign up with Uber, and I, I will let my cousin drive the car. Is it right? No. Because that's what a lot of people used to do, and still doing it. You know, I sign up, and I let somebody else do the driving. What the people need to check as well when they get in the car to make sure it's the right person who's picking them up. Because you get a picture and the name of the driver. So you need to, before you enter that car, you need to look at that picture and ask them for the driver's license and make sure it's the right person and check the tag of the car as well to make sure that's the right car picking up. But a lot of people don't do that. A lot of them, once the car pull up, they look at the car, or it's a white car, they jump in there, because I've seen that. Mm -hmm. And it happened to me when I used to do it. People just come in your car because they think it's the same car. And most, not 40% of these females that get in the car, they are drunk. Is it right for what the guys are doing? No. But you, if you know you're going to drink, you need to bring someone with you who is going to be sober enough to make sure everything is okay too yeah a lot of them get drunk and they don't know they don't know what they're doing and they don't pay attention so i can't i can't put all the blames on, on everybody it's everybody gotta take some blame because a lot of these people guaranteeing most of them who get touched or molested they have been either drunk or under some form of drugs you know because i've seen it and yes, Uber have been ripping off people for a long time. Mm -hmm. Uber be making millions off of drivers, millions and millions. They find a way to take away some of your money. Um, they got to charge you for this, charge you for that. And so they, they've been rip, ripping off people. That part, yeah, they, they've been doing that for years. Yeah. So Marlon, um, Fabian just sent me a link, right, to an article, CNN Business. This was published on Monday, July 11th. 2022 thank you so much fabian um so the article says thousands of leaked uber documents show extreme steps company allegedly took to expand aggressively hundreds of thousands of leaked uber documents obtained by the guardian and shared with a consortium of news outlets show how during its most aggressive period of growth the ride hailing company reportedly employed secret technology to thwart police investigations, sought favors from high-ranking government officials, and even perceived a silver lining in possible violent clashes between its drivers and taxicab operators. The reports by members of the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, of which CNN was not a part, renew global scrutiny of Uber's most controversial days from 2013 to 2017, a period the company has attempted to move past in recent years with new leadership. 
Under then-CEO and co-founder Travis Kalanick, Uber openly tussled with regulators and taxi drivers amid a cutthroat campaign of worldwide expansion. In 2016, during mass anti-Uber demonstrations by taxi operators in Paris, Kalanick had been discussing holding a rally of Uber drivers and drivers in the city, according to the Washington Post. Kalanick is said to have privately suggested that any violent backlash to the potential event would be worth it and would guarantee success for the company, according to the leaked documents. The leaked documents reportedly show how Uber appeared to capitalize on attacks against its drivers more generally by citing them to secure meetings with politicians and push for regulatory changes. In a wider statement to the consortium responding to a number of the reports, Devon Spurgeon, a spokesperson for Kalanick, said the former CEO never suggested that Uber should take advantage of violence at the expense of rider safety. Spurgeon confirmed the statement to CNN Business but declined to comment beyond it. Uber also reportedly used a kill switch to prevent company data from falling into the hands of law enforcement during numerous police raids in various countries, according to The Guardian on a much wider basis than was previously known. The kill switch was reportedly deployed in six countries, including France, the Netherlands, Belgium, India, Hungary, and Romania, severing connections between Uber's computers and its local offices from the company's main cloud network. Spurgeon's statement to ICIJ said use of the tool had been approved by Uber's legal and regulatory teams and that it was never designed or implemented to obstruct justice. As part of its worldwide lobbying effort, the BBC reported, Uber cultivated close ties with Emmanuel Macron, who at the time served as France's economic minister and met at least four times with Kalanick. The pair reportedly developed a first-name basis relationship, and Macron told Kalanick he could help make changes to French law that would be favorable to the company. The BBC cited a statement from Macron's spokesperson saying his job at the time led him to meet and interact with many companies engaged in the sharp shift in the service sector, which had to be facilitated by unlocking administrative and regulatory hurdles. Wow. Well, wow, that's, wow. But why should we be surprised, though? They're not the only company that does that. But they're the one we're talking about now. People align themselves with certain people for certain benefits. Thank you very much, Fabian. I do appreciate you sending this article over to offer a little more insight. Yeah, yeah, moments. Remember, remember, I spoke about it a couple of months ago with um, with the Uber Eats situation. Yeah, where because. They, they, what, what a lot of people don't realize, they're not just into, you know, um, food delivery and transporting people. They're, 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 you know, stealing our information too. And what happened in recent time that I, I, I spoke, I spoke about already is that what they do, they have a tracking system. So, like for example, say like in New York, in in certain borough or whatever of New York, like they track like people's eating habit you know you know they'll when you see them put out the list 
have the most popular they, they have a list that they put out of the most popular um food like in new york or in la or whatever they're like okay burgers are more popular wings or stuff like that they they track everything down to the t they track it like which areas which area code um have certain habits of eating and, and, and stuff like that. And that's the same, I remember telling you about it, that the same, that's the same data that they use yeah. to create their own um, ghost kitchen. So what they do now, they get the information from, the, from the, the, the restaurants that they partner with, then they use those information to, to see the most popular stuff, then they create their own ghost kitchen that's in a secret location and, and, and create menus and sell back those products and then push those restaurants out of out of the business and take over themselves. So they, they are unethical like on every level that you can think you can think about. That's what they're doing. Wow. You know, it's just just a money grab. And it's just and and I think we shouldn't be surprised because I don't know, there's there's people behind it that that, that we don't even know about. Because the way how they were aggressive, like in New York, in, in, in London, like in with all these protests when they were coming in with the taxi cab, for them to be taken over from the taxi cab, for them to be successful, it have to be some big government official behind it too. And for them to get to this level now where, where they're like, you know, too big to fail type of business, it's no surprise. And it's no surprise that they're doing all of these unethical stuff and... You know, these companies put money aside. They'll put like a hundred million dollars aside every year to say like, okay, this is what we're willing to pay in lawsuit. And they don't care because they're making their money just the same, you know? Yeah. I, I remember the conversation we had about it, James. I remember it clearly. And um, I'm sure there is more to come. I, I really am positive there is more to come. Uber, get it together. The Biden administration has a plan to slow interest from adding to borrowers' federal student loan debt balances. A proposed change to a federal rule announced earlier this month would limit the number of ways interest adds to the principal balance, known as capitalization. The change could go into effect as early as next summer. Can we, why we got to wait that long after a formal review process takes place? Federal student loans would still carry interest at a fixed rate that is set annually by law. The move would not result in any cancellation of debt either, but the change could keep some student loan balances from spiraling upward, which can happen even when a borrower is making regular payments. Throughout the pandemic, most federal student loan borrowers have been spared from interest accumulation thanks to the pause in payments that also froze interest. But... This pandemic-related relief is set to expire August 31st. The rule changes proposed by the Biden administration would limit the times when capitalization would occur. In some instances, capitalization is required by law and cannot be changed by the administration. One example is when a borrower's deferment period ends. The new proposal aims to prevent interest capitalization when it is not required by statute. The changes would only apply to federal direct loans. Interest capitalization from the Federal Family Education Loan Program, which ended in 2010, would remain the same. Is it just me? Probably it's just me. 
But why is it that anything that's to be done for us, the people, is a problem? It's a lot of deliberation. It's a lot of thinking. It's drawn out, dragged out, frustrating. But seven point something billion dollars in a matter of, uh, what are we in? July, February, March, April, May, June. In a matter of five months. Signed off. No, not even a blink. But this whole student loan issue has been going on since the campaign the political campaign it was one of the things that was used on the campaign one of the marketing tools let me be very specific it was a marketing tool ploy that was used during the campaign and now you know you you're on a soccer field and they throw a couple balls out there for you while you're practicing, right? Well, this particular ball with the word student loans written on it can't seem to get in the net. Nobody seems to be able to kick it in the net. It just goes from player to player to player to player. Just And, and our heads are like bobble dolls, just moving all around, watching what's going on. Can they just make a decision once and for all? Just come out and say, we're not going to do anything about it. Sorry. Period. Done. Forget about it. Just keep paying your debt and keep it moving. Just do that and call it a day. This back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It is tiring. And it's always the American people who seem to suffer the most. Everybody, well, no, let me rephrase that. Ukraine has no problem. We're even paying the salaries of healthcare workers now in Ukraine. And people here have to... <laughs> almost said something I shouldn't say on air have to literally um submit their blood type urine analysis height eye color size your medical chart just to get unemployment or any type of assistance here you pay the taxes but you can't get the benefit just shut up on the whole matter um Biden administration when y'all make up your minds about what you Going, what you have decided to do when you're sitting with that pen in your hand and you're signing off on something, then come out and say something. For the time being, just shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Don't want to hear anything else about it. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, moments. <laughs> I'm sorry, Javette. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. But you're not sick of hearing them about going back and forth on different things? Just shut the hell up until y'all figure it out. Yeah, but why, why complain? Just go over, Um, you want to get some money? Go just to Ukraine. Ukraine. <laughs> it might not work. Be all right. No need to complain. Just join the, um, <laughs> you know. Get... <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's the easiest way. Anybody got the pin number to the Federal Reserve yet? I'm still waiting because, yeah, they got money for everybody else but the U.S. citizens. I, I think if you want... A result you have to do like the Ukrainians. Don't don't vote for for America president. They don't vote and they get money, so maybe that's the way to go. Don't vote. <laughs> Listen, Manhattaners, how do you live up there? I thought Miami was bad, but y'all beating us bad. 
Rent continued to skyrocket to new record highs in Manhattan last month. The median monthly rent paid by a tenant for a condo or coop in Manhattan climbed to $4,050 in June, up nearly 25% from a year ago and setting a new record high for the fifth month in a row. This is according to a report from brokerage firm Douglas Elliman and Miller Samuel Real Estate Appraisers and Consultants. The median rent, which is the midpoint of all rents, just rose above $4,000 a month for the first time in May. The average monthly rent, which is the sum of all rents divided by the number of rents included in the data, was even higher at $5,058 in June. That's up nearly 30% from a year ago and marked the first time the average has gone above $5,000 a month. Rents were pushed higher in part by would-be home buyers who decided to put their search on hold and rent instead, said Jonathan Miller, president and CEO of Miller Samuel. You have more people pivoting. They were on the margin to buy a home, but now with mortgage rates spiking, they are in the rental market. The market is already tight. This makes it tighter. These renters typically have more money to spend and often need a larger, more expensive family apartment, pushing the average higher. The average price for a three-bedroom apartment in June was $9,469 a month, up from $7,394 a year ago. Meanwhile, the average price for a one-bedroom was still under $5,000 at $4,278, which was up from $3,475 a year ago. And little relief is expected from renters in the near term. Is Manhattan a ritzy area? I don't know. I'm asking. Moments. Yeah. So it's co-op. I think I heard you say coop. That, no, they literally said a coop. Me, they put it in um what you call it, quotations. They they wait, mean in wait, the, the like a so chicken wait, coop. I, yeah. Wait, I move for oh okay. I was just gonna say, all right, I got you now. Yeah, I got they you put now. they put it in quotation, coop. They were they were being really um cheeky. Um, I know the co-op situation, the C O dash O P. No, they put coop in quotations. Okay. I thought they forgot the dash. Mm -mm. Okay. <laughs> no. But aren't the condos really that small like a chicken coop? Oh yes. Okay. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> What size rats you have in Manhattan? They're bigger than the co-ops <laughs> and the coops. They're bigger than the coops, the co-ops, and the apartments. They're like the size of cats and dogs. They wear sunglasses, read newspapers, and take the subway. <laughs> yeah, they attack people in the subway. That's how gangsters. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Wow. They live in Manhattan? Not, wow, that must make them serious money in New York. Wow. Well, salaries in New York are higher, but we're also paying more taxes. So, but yeah, salaries are high. So it's not really a win-win situation. You know what I mean? It, it, you have to pay it out in expenses to live just to survive. 
Wow. Exactly. And a lot of people are living in those coops as roommates as well. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Wow. Because when I'm reading the article, I'm saying, okay, Manhattan, okay, that sounds like a nice, exp that to me, it sounds like Brickle or, you know, some parts of Coral Gables or um, uh, Meisner up in West Palm Beach, up in Boca Raton. And, you know, I'm thinking that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, that's not too bad, but okay. All right. Hmm. <laughs> Me. You know what hap you know what happens in New York as well moments. So apartments can be passed down from generation to generation. And a lot of those Manhattan apartment buildings, um, the others have held on to them for a very long time. And as long as you're a child of the person that originally had the apartment, you can still live in those apartments. So when you when they finally get someone out of the apartment, they can adjust the rates. My word. Okay. Alrighty then. Hmm. $9,469. How much are these people making? To be able to pay that a month plus, but then again, do these people own vehicles? Because I know I've heard that a lot of New Yorkers don't drive. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Somewhat. Because I always drove. Okay. Well, you lived in out of boroughs, right? You didn't live in Manhattan property, or did you? No, I lived in Brooklyn. Yeah, me too. I didn't live in Manhattan. In Manhattan, so I mean, I'm trying to imagine an apartment that's $9,000 in, in Manhattan, Javette. Like, where is that? Is that Morningside Heights? Is that the Lower East Side? Is that, like, 59th Street? That's what I'm thinking that apartment is. It's such a yeah. apartment. It's not the everybody apartment. Because I went, at one point we decided, like, you know, let's go live in Harlem. And the apartments were, I mean, okay, that was about 12 years ago. So they were, like, in the 3000s then. 12 years ago? 12 years yeah. ago was 3,000, so 12 That's years now yeah, is 9,000. Maybe, maybe 2,000, 2, and when we moved here to San Francisco, and San Francisco is on par with Manhattan. My word. So like six years ago, it was 3,500 here for, an, for a two-bedroom. Did they say there were apartments where one bedrooms? Not for 9,000, not for one bedroom. A three-bedroom. The average price okay. for a three-bedroom okay. is $9,469 a month. Yeah, that's and I really don't think that's gonna be one of those little closets or AKA coop. Um, I just can't imagine it. But I would like to. I would have to go look through real estate postings and see what they're showing for nine thousand dollars. And that's and that wasn't. It's not an average though, right? It's a median. They said average. Uh, they said Shit. average. Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> okay, never mind. I am done speaking. Listen. Um, that to me should be a penthouse. Um, that's my feeling. If I'm going to be paying ten, call it ten thousand dollars a month. So can you imagine next year? Because nine thousand four hundred sixty nine dollars a month this year, and last year it was seven thousand three hundred ninety four. So next year we're looking at almost eleven thousand dollars. 
Yeah. A one bedroom is still under 5,000, but guess what? By next year, it is going to be over 5,000 because right now it's 4,278 up from $3,475 a year ago. And there is little relief expected for renters in the near term. Just move to Brooklyn and Queens. Don't don't do Manhattan because plus it's far more fun in the in the outer boroughs anyway. Go in go into Manhattan for the theater and dinners or whatever if you want to, but you can do everything outside in the in the outer boroughs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. In all honesty, from what I hear from family members, the apartment rates in Brooklyn and Queens and the Bronx have gone up as well. I know. I went, I was in Brooklyn, real quick, I was in Brooklyn in April, and I saw all those apartment buildings building up, like Javette. I, I was so shocked. Places where they had like one building that was a two-family house, it's gone. And now they have this skinny little tower that has seven or eight apartments in there. And they were everywhere. Like every other block had one of those skinny towers. So those towers, the apartments are probably like, I mean, if that thing is so skinny and it has eight apartments in it, you know, they're small. They're two apartments per floor. And then what are they charging for those? So, yeah, I can completely see it. They're brand new. They're pretty on the outside, but they were made in like four months or whatever. Wow. Wow. It was very interesting. Yeah. Interesting indeed. New York, New York. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Concrete jungle indeed. In sports news, Africa's fastest man, Ferdinand Oman Yala, said he is positive that he will compete at the World Athletics Championships in Eugene, Oregon, despite receiving his visa to travel to the United States less than 24 hours before the event. Oman Yala, who is on the entry list for the 100-meter race, initially announced that he would not take part because of a delay in getting a visa. The 100-meter heats are part of the morning session, which begins at 9.05 local time on Friday. That's today. A spokesperson for Omaniala told Reuters that the Kenyan sprinter received his visa on Thursday, adding that the delay was likely due to the significant backlog of cases resulting from closures due to COVID-19. Reuters has contacted Athletics Kenya and the U.S. Embassy in Kenya for comment. Visa challenges are faced by all Kenyans and people daily. In this case, I was no different, Oman Yala added. Oman Yala set the African men's 100-meter record after clocking a time of 9.77 seconds at the Kipo Kino Classic Meeting in Nairobi in September 2021. The 26-year-old won the African 100-meter title last month and was the first Kenyan to qualify for the Olympic 100-meter semifinals in Tokyo last year. He said he will also be taking part in Commonwealth Games, which will be held in Birmingham in the UK from July 28. 100-meter. So that means he's going to go up against a Jamaican. Which Jamaican is he going to go up against? I'm I'm being very clandestine right now. Forgive me. Which Jamaican is he going to go up against? I want to see. I would love to see his race. Marlon, you got the TV on yet? It's not, it's, um, whatchamacallit? Started at nine. I just said the time. 9.05. Our time. No, I'm still sleeping. 
I was just going to say moments. You know that man's still sleeping. <laughs> oh, Javette, I got something for you for Monday night. <laughs> I got something for you for Monday night. Yeah. He's still sleeping. Sleep on, Marlon. Sleep on. Thought you had to. He sleeps with the, the TV Jamaican on. Men anymore. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen the Jamaican men saying much. Like in in the races, I've been hearing about the women so much more. Just saying, but like, I've I've never been as a close follower to begin with. Okay. <laughs> Go back to bed, Marlon. Uh, the Jamaican, the man, there's not really pulling their weight right now. So let's see what happens. So they're not doing it in soccer, and they're not doing it in in athletics. So what we have them for? Sure, just to look for, the, just to look on them. They have the feet that the woman them just tearing stuff up the man is just sitting back watching them doing their thing and the man not oh. doing anything <sighs> must we carry y'all along on our backs too <laughs> i'm sorry Marlon. <laughs> be gentle Marlon. on them you know wow Marlon, Marlon, go back to sleep it's an illusion it's all illusion brother stay safe <laughs> all right all right oh todd i'm going to sleep you know what? It's time for Caribbean Corner. <laughs> Remember, coming up at the top of the hour, we do have the Friday Mix Summer Party Series. Yes, Virginia, we play rough around here. <laughs> we do. Yeah, ain't heard nothing yet, Virginia. You're not joking. <laughs> we play real rough around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is true Caribbean excellence. <laughs> this is survival. And it's weird because I just had a conversation with someone this week. And I said, if you can survive a Caribbean home, you can survive anything in this world. There's nothing somebody can say to you that will move you. Because we have heard it oh i don't know that's probably why we're a little different we, we we you know we just push and go through you know we don't sit down wasting time we just just do what we gotta do because and it starts right in your family <laughs> they find your weakness and they oh my gosh they go in on you with your weakness that you're forced to develop a thick skin yeah. When family greets you and say, Oh, look at you. You're so fat. That's good morning. Yeah, that's good morning. Or Sonette, how about this one? You sure you're all right? I think you need to go doctor. No? You kinda look a little maga. You're too skinny. <laughs> that that yeah. Ooh, I, I always that hated word. that word. Yeah, that's that's our greeting. Or oh, have you seen this one? Check out um, Julie Mango. She nailed it to a T. Jamaican mothers and grandmothers. <laughs> You'll cook food and they criticize the life out of everything you've done. They're looking at the glass. Did you wash the glass? And when put, what she said, you put little um, lemon juice and the lime in the rinse water. Why so much spot on the glass? Too much salt on the food where you try to kill me. 
the drink too sweet <laughs> when you try to give me sugar. They burp, or at least you didn't poison me. Let me tell you something. But they're eating and they're drinking just the same. Word. We survived. Yeah. Ah, uh, Jamaica. Prime Minister Holness cautions public servants who are angry about pay increases. Prime Minister Andrew Holness has cautioned public servants against taking the position that they are not being paid enough to deliver quality service to consumers. The Prime Minister said that while the government's new service excellence policy is designed to increase cultural excellence in serving the public, the government employees should also be focusing on increasing their productivity to enable larger pay increases. We must become customer-focused, and this applies to both our internal and external customers. We therefore must set performance standards, improve the capacity to promote excellence, and establish effective systems of management and accountability, he told the launch of the policy at the Office of the Prime Minister on Wednesday, July 13. Wholeness also called for an honest discussion about productivity as it relates to customer service in the public sector and for more empathy in terms of how these workers deal with the public. We need to meet and exceed the public's expectations. We must become more customer-focused, and this applies to both our internal and external customers. We therefore must set these standards and hold people accountable. Public servants must empathize with customers. This is oftentimes absent in our general social interactions. It can be a tall order for the public service, but nonetheless, the policy also speaks to public servants having empathy. Yes, 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 them need to change their attitude. Have you ever gone into a tax office in Jamaica? Hmm? <laughs> Woo! Let's just say it's painful indeed. Yeah, the wait time, the turnaround time. But just for basic things, you know, it, it takes a while. It's like pulling teeth. So I am with him on that boat with regard to upping the level of service. But as they are required to do more, you know something? Let me rephrase that. Let, let me backtrack a little bit. You do have some who are good at what they do and display excellent service. But unfortunately, we don't have enough of them. And the, those who are in the basket of not doing enough make it hard for those who are, doing, who are going above and beyond, right? So everybody needs to be brought up to speed. And then once everyone across the board is performing in an acceptable um, manner, or, an, or at an acceptable level, then we can talk about renego renegotiations of salaries. They're not going to um, increase your pay until you show why you deserve a pay increase because you're not going to have the public complaining the heck out of the, the system about service and how people just drag their feet or you're walking and people having their own private conversations and yada, 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 and then you're going to pay them. No, they're not going to do that. So you have to go to the table with an argument, right? And I hope that makes sense. So Chapa songs blamed for scamming surge. 
this is courtesy of the courtesy of the Jamaica Gleaner. The glorification of chopping in popular dance hall songs is being blamed as a factor fueling the rise in lottery scamming in Western Jamaica. Director of Public Prosecutions, DPP, Paula Llewellyn, who made the pronouncement, said it is also troubling that many youths have shunned formal employment, preferring scamming as the holy grail. She noted, too, that women and entire households are turning to the alluring get-rich scheme. While delivering the keynote address at the Jamaica Bankers Association and the Jamaica Institute of Financial Service Anti-Fraud Seminar at the Terra Nova Hotel on Thursday, the island's chief prosecutor shared that of the 110 new matters listed in the Westmoreland Circuit Court's Easter term, about 80 were for charges of possession of identity information. And when you saw some of the young people coming before the court and women too, and you realize based on my dialogue with investigating officers that you have whole families. You have young people who no longer aspire to a profession or vocation. Their aspiration is to be a chopper. And then you have the culture, the music in some respects, and I'm going to say it and confront it. The music that is being played and sung by our young people glorifies chopping, which is to become a scammer. Can you imagine the DPP charged that the songs legitimize the multi-billion dollar transnational crime, the proceeds of which help finance the procurement of illegal guns and ammunition. Scamming warlords are often engaged in conflicts over lead sheets, clients and money lead sheets. OK, which plays out in brazen killings, though not offering data. The DPP said that identity theft was on the increase and presented a real concern, especially in epicenters of lottery scamming such as St. James, Trelawney, and Hannibal. There is also an insidious rise in the incidence of scamming in St. Elizabeth. The near two-year hiatus from physical classes resulted in a psychological shift for many students who now validate hustling using computers to make quick money. Combating that mindset and refocusing the youth on good citizenship, she suggested that financial institutions collaborate to sponsor a vigorous public education campaign. We have to find a way to reorient a lot of young people to the value of real work. You must take the fight. You have to wrestle with the conscience and the lack of proper moral compass of a lot of our young people. You must help neutralize the songs that are celebrating chopping. And I think this is part and parcel of your responsibilities. You know, scamming is nothing new when you really think about it. You know how scamming started out in Jamaica? We spoke about it last week or was it this week earlier? Can't remember. But scamming started out when relatives or friends call people up, their family and friends abroad, telling them the light bill need to pay, the water bill need to pay when nothing goes. So, so that, that's been going on for decades, right? Um, nothing new. It's just that it's at a whole new level now. How do we change that? You have to want the change for yourself, first and foremost. But in encouraging the youth to want that change and to, I know, oh, this week I know I said this with regard to the young man who is a janitor and went and got a certification, <clears throat> an online certification in technology 
and now he's going on to get um do courses to be able to communicate better okay i remember that so while we are saying to them do a lot for yourself you know empower yourself stop sitting and waiting for people to do it for you or give you handouts we must also be honest and look at what's truly going on in the country and the leaders and the the, the heads of organizations how are you making it possible for these young people to feel motivated and encouraged that you know something upon me going and getting this certification that I will be able to secure employment that will grant me livable wages. So there has to be a balance in scales. While we're saying to the youth, fix your situation and these are the steps you can do so that you don't go down a path of crime. On the other hand, those who have the um, wherewithal need to make provisions so that you know the youth will continue on the path. I hope I'm making sense. I really hope I'm making sense. You know. Um, now, music—it's an art form, and yes, to some degree, it can shift the way we think. Um, because it speaks to us. I know I love music and I know music has a way of putting me in a different frame of mind, right? I know music has a way of making me feel good, right? But at the same time, I understand art versus reality. Not many people, or not some people are, some people are not able to, let me reconstruct my sentence. Some people aren't able to do that. Some people do hold on to every word they hear in music. But I don't know if I can say I would blame the music. It's easy to blame the music, isn't it? Versus blame the reality of the situation. Lack of opportunity. Lack of affordability when it comes to education. Right? Someone who wants to get a, a degree and has to move, say, from St. Elizabeth into Kingston, are faced with the challenges of paying rent in Kingston. They're not working, so they're going to have to depend on their family in St. Elizabeth to pay the rent for them. Not only the rent, the living expenses. On top of the astronomical school fee. Right? Um, sometimes I wonder if they really want to change. And, and here's why I'm saying this. So I'm going to give you a situation, a scenario. Someone I know has a building, excuse me, in which there's a satellite location for the University of the West Indies, right? Um, when the pandemic hit, the University of the Western Days, the representative at the satellite location, spoke with the owner of the building and said, um, you know, attendance has dropped because of the pandemic. Um, as such, revenue in terms of school fees has also dwindled. And as such, here goes the domino effect, right? Um, we're asking for a concession on the rent. The owner of the building says, okay, sure. 
makes a concession because it's about education. The owner of the building is huge on education, right? So the owner does not want the community to suffer. So the owner says, fine, and dropped the rent by 25%. As the pandemic went on, the university went back to the owner again, asking for another concession. Concession granted. Now, they go back to the owner and they're telling the owner that we're going to have to give it up because um, things are not looking good. So let me ask you a question. If the leaders of the country talk, you know, they're constantly pushing education down people's throats. Why doesn't the um, Ministry of Education step in and try to subsidize then the, the University of the West Indies so that people in the rural areas will still have access to this satellite office, which allows them to be able to go there, do their studies, and continue on the path to acquiring a degree? So is the government truly interested in educating the, 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 the public? Or seeing to it that the workforce is um, <laughs> well-rounded? Do they really care? I don't know. Everybody can't go to Kingston. Everybody can't go to Montego Bay. So why take away from those who can't? I don't think that's fair. If you say you truly care about the future of your country. So when you do that, what are you forcing young people to do? Go chop. <laughs> am I wrong or am I right? You take away a need from a community, you're forcing people to chop. That's what you're doing. You're forcing people to feel that, you know what, there is no hope. You talk about a brain draining a country, whereas people get qualified, they leave. Well, guess what? You're fostering that. You complain that people are not returning from the diaspora when people go abroad to, to study. You hope that they come back. They're not coming back. So now, with that in mind, how do we fix the issue, Madam DPP? How do we fix the issue? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think the government, I don't know, PMP, GLP, both of them, it's almost like they're deliberately like holding people at a certain level, like they only want education for like a privileged um, set of people because none of it makes sense. Even from like high school, like when, when a 13-year-old a or a 12-year-old show you a book list from Jamaica of, of the books that they're, they're supposed to get, you think that they're going to, to medical school or something, how expensive the book list is. Mm -hmm. And you would think that 
you know, for like being independent for, 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 for so long that the government would, would come up with a system where they have like a national book system where um, they spend, even if they, they, they had spent like billions of dollars over the past 30, 40 years and stockpile books and, you know, like create a system where you don't have to buy books. All the books are there. You come, you, you rent it, you pay a, a little fee or you get it for free. But if you don't return it, then there's a, a, a fee. You have to pay a fee. But every year, you know, 10-year-old, 12-year-old come in with, with this big book list that it's almost like you have to take out a mortgage on your house to buy books. Mm. And that don't make sense. Like, you know, like, yeah, they're, they're investing in infrastructure. Infrastructure is needed. But what good are roads when there are no um, um, jobs and stuff like that? Who's going to drive to work when you don't have, you don't have any, any jobs? You know, so work on the people first, you know? Work on the people um, um, and get people educated, get people with, with, with sharp minds and, and ready for work. And then you can, you can do infrastructure after that. But yeah, there, there's no interest in, in education in Jamaica. No interest because like even... In Canada, like my kids, like I don't have to buy any bunch of book. Like when my daughter came from Jamaica and started school, I didn't have to buy any like this huge amount of book and pay a lot of money because everything is in the school already. You know, yeah. so Jamaica need to do something like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, one day, hopefully, they'll get it together. You know, we discuss these topics like every day mm -hmm. is there an example of one country that actually takes care of their citizens i don't know why that just came up in my head or are we just all out here just fending for ourselves and that's a good question javed so let me ask you to i know in europe countries do take care of their people right but in the caribbean it doesn't I, i'm yet to see an example there probably is an example but it hasn't been highlighted so that's a good um question and of course i'm going to do my research on that because and even if there is no country in the caribbean that does it and there are countries in europe that do it shouldn't the caribbean then try to study the model to see the pros and cons, the affordability, the payoff. Shouldn't that be done? Yeah, I would say so. I, I just feel as I get younger, <laughs> it, something is just missing. Yeah. I, 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 I can't put my finger on it. I mean, because everybody here, we, we all you know, have come from one place, come to another place, you know, trying to take care of our families, but just something is missing. Something is just missing. I don't know why that just came over me, but it, it just. I feel you, Javette. I feel you. And here's the thing. We are not politicians. We're not leaders in countries and ministries of government. We're not. And the very things that we discuss here and the very um, solutions, possible solutions that we come up with 
they don't seem to be able to come up with it. Are they interested in hearing what they are? If they were interested, they would see to it that they send out their satellites, right? The, the antennas, that, that's the right word. You send out your antennas, meaning you have people listening in to conversations that are happening. Because people are speaking, but somehow they're not listening. They're, and you know something? They're probably hearing, just not listening. Let, 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 me, let me give them that. They're hearing it, but they're just not listening to it. Because you do have some leaders who feel that, and not just the leaders of the country. When I say leaders, I mean the entire government who think they know it all and think that because they are so educated that you can't tell them anything. How dare you? Who are you? And you have a lot of them who only listen to people who they think are on their level. You and I, we don't have law degrees. We're not economists. So they're probably not going to listen to us. Even though we might be giving sound um, recommendations, they're not going to listen because we're nobodies. And that's a problem. Get out the chairs. Get into the communities. And when you have these conversations and you go back to your air-conditioned um, offices in your air-conditioned vehicles that are driven by drivers because they ain't driving themselves. Think on those things. But don't just think on those things. Have conversation that will lead to the implementation of said things that are discussed so that there can be a change. I'll tell you something. This counselor, the counselor from Brownstone, in the parish of St. Anne, in the beautiful island of Jamaica. She's one of the hardest working counselors that has put foot on the ground. Young, she's younger than me. She grew up in the community. She does not talk. She works. And she will tell you, I'm not a politician. I'm just a worker. She works tirelessly, works, and she has accomplished a lot. That's what we need. People who listen, she, well, she's up and down in the community anyway. She grew up there, went to school there. Her family has business there, so she ain't going nowhere. Her husband, born there, grow there, went to school there, have they, their business there too. You'll see her walking in the streets. Jeans, t-shirt, and slippers with a crossbody bag. You don't even know she's a politician or she's in politics, that she's the counselor. Her hair always in a ponytail slick back. You look at her, you'll be like, oh, she's nobody. And that's what she wants. Continue thinking she's nobody, but she's working because in her mind, it's not about her. It's about the community and improving the community. She has done, I remember when um, she just went in. In five years, she did what could not be done in 20 years. 
She's not about the talk, 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 talk. She's about getting the job done. And that's what we need. We need more people like that. Young people who are driven. But, you know, a lot of these, as you said, a lot of these educated fools who are sitting up there in the White House, or not in just the White House, in government, they need to talk to their drivers and their maids and 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 other people and take those advice from those people because most of them drivers and maids come from less fortunate homes and they need to take some advice from these people ask them questions what do they need what's going on and they will tell them yeah you know you have to get in touch with the community and people who are less fortunate than you because a lot of them go up into they say they're going to do it but once they get up into politics it's like they have a different mindset, schooling, they, they, they change, something happened. Yeah. So if you, if you can keep that mindset when you get into politics, they're going to hate you. I guarantee you, they, don't, they, don't like, they probably don't like the person you're talking about because she's not playing ball with them. But sometimes you got to stick to your guns and do your thing to help the people because without the people, you are nothing. Yeah. You know, so some of them, they need to talk to their drivers and their maids and see what they can do for the community because that's where it starts. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Barbadians will be able to stretch their dollar in the supermarket as a result of a compact between government and the private sector. Prime Minister Mia Amor Motley announced that from July 21 to January 31, value-added tax will be removed from 44 items in the supermarket. At the moment, we have a wide basket of goods that Barbadians have become accustomed to, for which VAT has been removed for a long time. The government recognizes that we need to add a few more items to that basket of goods, the Prime Minister remarked during an address to the nation on Thursday. She also declared that duties will be removed on citrus fruits such as oranges, grapefruits, lemons, and limes. Supermarkets have agreed as well as wholesalers, distributors, and farmers all to review their markups and for these 44 items. They have agreed for the most part, with the exception of two or three, to leave their markups no higher than between 12 to 15% to ensure that every Barbadian household, but in particular, the vulnerable can benefit from these items. I gotta give it to her. She, she, she's doing it again. She is doing it again. Dr. Usain Bolt awarded another honorary doctorate. Eight-time Olympian Usain Bolt has been awarded an honorary doctorate by Brunel University, London. This is Bolt's second honorary degree. In 2011, he was awarded the Honorary Doctors of Law, LLD, by the University of the West Indies, Mona. Throughout his career, the Jamaican sprinter trained several times at Brunel, most notably during the lead-up to the 2012 London Olympics, where he won three gold medals. Well done. Congratulations on your second honorary degree. And on to Trinidad and Tobago for our next story. TNT rocked by a magnitude 5.8 earthquake on Thursday. It struck near Port of Spain. According to the UWI Seismic Research Center, the quake occurred at 3.16 p.m. at a depth of 98.1 kilometers. This is the second earthquake to strike near TNT 
in the last 24 hours. I hope nobody got injured. Hope everybody is safe down there. And now it is time for the Friday Mix with DJ Reds. Yes. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you guys feeling? It's your boy DJ Reds, and I want to thank you so much for making it coffee and tone in the morning with moments. And you know, as usual, every Friday for the summer, we have a Friday Mix Series party. You know what I mean? 15 minutes just to get you right for the weekend. You know what I'm saying? So tune in right now. It's my 15 minutes. Let's get the weekend started. Channel Radio is my favorite station. Now I poor represent for Channel Radio. Artists online radio station. Them for no. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. A feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be. Stop and stare as I zone out The club ain't even in 
gon' do it. Got it.
blazing up And the crowd now waking up The atmosphere have vibes And nothing can break it up The girl them a wine non-stop We had the drinks them in a mic up We gonna party all night, all night 24 parties we hit in a row Tonight at the very last show Before we head out on the road The girl them a release the load So let me see your hands up so Everybody know put your hands up so If you're ready for the road let your friend them know We're ready for the road Yeah. 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 Yeah.
so much dj reds don't forget to follow dj reds on instagram at dj reds r-e-d-z check him out on janoradio.com j-a-h-k-n-o radio.com also download the app available in, available in your apple and google play stores his show is every thursday at 9 p.m eastern it is called musical chairs I am ready for the weekend. As a matter of fact, I feel like I could log off now, go get me something to drink, turn the music up outside, and have me some fun. That was a straight vibe. Thanks again, DJ Reds. Appreciate it. All right. So, whew, thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments and on Instagram at Moments with me media and now it is time for believe it or oh this is a whole lot of frackle knackle according to javet believe it or not stories brace yourselves folks and try to wrap your head around this one so elon musk's dad reveals he fathered a secret second child with his stepdaughter yeah you heard it right i had to read the article about three times yesterday it to make sense to me <laughs> i hope y'all are not as slow as i am because i was really slow so errol musk father of billionaire elon musk revealed he fathered a secret second child with his stepdaughter who he raised since she was four the 76 year old welcomed a baby girl with his 35 year old stepdaughter jana and I can't pronounce her last name, back in 2019. 
The only thing we are on earth for is to reproduce, Errol told the Sun newspaper. The Musk patriarch and Jana already share a five-year-old boy, Elliot Rush, who was born in 2017. The wealthy South African engineer married model May Haldeman Musk in 1970, and together they share Elon, Kimball, and Tosca. The couple divorced in 1979, and Errol went on to marry Heidi, who also had two children, including Jana. Errol and Heidi went on to have two biological children, and Errol also helped raise Jana, who was just four years old when he entered her life. Errol and Heidi later divorced after 18 years together. Errol admitted his kids were shocked about the news of him dating and fathering kids with Jana. They still don't like it, Errol admitted in his new interview with The Sun. They still feel a bit creepy about it because she's their sister, their half-sister. He also revealed that he and Jana are no longer together due to their 41-year age gap. And on the last visit, he said, the kids were starting to get on my nerves. future wife the future mother of your children so what age did you start looking at her and that is why you know what let me shut up go right ahead that's the $24 question at what age did you start finding her attractive at what age did she start to arouse you Even if you had those feelings, she's your daughter. You raise her. Yes, she's your stepdaughter, but she's your daughter. Really? What kind of sick, twisted, demented crap is this? The only reason we're here on this earth is to reproduce and you reproduce with your child. Your stepchild. And he's not the only one, unfortunately. You know, you have to be so careful who you bring around your children. And you don't even know because you can be with a person for years, like in this case, and you still don't know. You trust that they would have parental love for your child, period, full stop. Let it stop right there. And you don't have an issue with it? Um, what's his name? Errol Musk? You, you, you're comfortable lying in bed with your daughter and she's comfortable lying with you. Chances are you probably brainwashed or you raised her. They still feel creepy about it. Of course they're going to feel creepy about it. So she's there. You remember that um, that song? First time I heard the song as a child. I am my own grandpa. Yeah, this fits in the whole damn category of that mess right there. 
So there are what? Sister. <laughs> I, I can't even do the math right now because it just ain't making no damn sense to me. I'm sorry. What, 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 how are they related now? And this is why the article yesterday, remember that article yesterday with a 10-year-old girl that had to go across state lines to have an abortion because she was raped and the comment that was made by the governor and the attorney general for the state of Ohio that, what, what was the comment again? If, if she exists, if the rape can be proven, if, if, if the rape can be proven, if there is evidence to prove rape, then of course the rapist should be um, put away. If. So whether, and I, and I said this yesterday, whether the child had sex with that man consensually or not, even if she gave consent, it is rape. Don't come talk about if it can be proven that it's rape. This is, these are the people, these are the type of people are in control of the damn laws in this country. Yes, he, to some extent, because it's he who has the money has the power. I always say that my father taught me that he who has the money has the power and you get things swindled in your favor case in point Uber this morning. How sick can you be? Your own daughter, stepdaughter, regardless? I guarantee you he was messing with that girl before she became an adult. Of course. Guaranteed that from she was a child he was messing with her. It's gonna come out. It's gonna and I think all his sins is coming out now because that's why he's talking. Eventually you gotta let you see all your sins out, but that is nasty. To mess with your own daughter, get her pregnant at that. That's just, just I don't know. He must be a Republican. Must <laughs> Sounds about Republican to Wait. me. Wow. Are we, are we talking about the, are we talking about the musks now? Is it yeah. a story? Because like, yeah, yeah, they're South African. Watch out. Mm-hmm. So that oh, makes it much better. But they're not blood. They're not blood, but, but still, you're raised. Or was attached to your wife in some way because it's your stepdaughter. Right. And we yeah. went with him. Oh, no, I'm not condoning it. I'm sorry, no. I'm not condoning it. Oh, no, I didn't think so. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just saying everybody wonder what's wrong with Elon Musk. Now we're getting what's wrong. Our <laughs> <laughs> family's messed up. You know, like, see, sometimes when people dismiss the connection between how you were raised your environment. Yes, everybody make choices who you could become as a person, but you still gotta take it into account the environment that which they grew up when they were exposed to. It has some impact, not always one hundred percent, but it does impact you as you becoming a better person. Oh my God. You know what Mark <laughs> Oh, Jesus, this is just sickening. You know what, Marlon, as you're talking about, uh, what he must have been messing with her from just a little. Can you imagine? He's probably there having sex with his wife and thinking about this little girl. That's probably what was happening for him to follow through. 
And probably that's why he got a divorce from his wife. Because he wanted a daughter. Because the wife probably knew for found out and gonna take it. Who knows? A lot of as um doctor said, um a lot of stuff goes on families and we cover it up, you know, a lot. Especially you families know. that are wealthy. Yep, yep. And it's the thing where he says we're on this earth for the only thing we are on earth for is to reproduce. In other words, that he's using that to justify his actions and that in other words saying, why y'all have a problem with it? You, you, you um, procreate and you reproduce with whomever you want to procreate and reproduce with. And these are the people who are putting money in politicians' pockets to get things in their favor. And now we, now we have a better understanding of why Roe versus Wade, they have no problem lifting it. Now we understand. Now we have a better insight into the warped minds of these people who are leading your country, whether you want to say yes or no. A Florida man is accused of stalking his ex-girlfriend using the DoorDash app. On Sunday, Michael Seats of Port Richie went to his former lover's residence. When he realized she was not home, he proceeded to steal her belongings, including a purse, clothes, and several other items, all valued at around $500. Seats then began calling the victim incessantly, ringing her phone 25 times and sending her 80 Facebook messages. That's that problem that um, Jada Kingdom talk about, that GPP problem. Man, leave that woman alone. Careful, ladies, how you be putting it down on these men. Leads to problems. Don't, don't be giving them everything. Don't. Hold that. Yeah, I worry about that every day. Yeah. So what you said about the, the man who put it down? <laughs> Send him my way. <laughs> Me too. Dad. I'm making a list. All right. Oh gosh. Oh, you wake up then now. You up, up now. <laughs> Don't forget Rosolo. Right, I got. You got what? GDP problems. That's why you here, Marlon. <laughs> GPP, not GDP. GPP problems is why you here. That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you define GPP? What, it, um, what are the letters mean? Good P problems. What you got between your legs and that? <laughs> Oh, got you, got you. Okay, thank you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry this morning. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I need to listen to you. You missed it. Somebody dated on you 100%, Sonette. You just got to find it. Oh, gosh. Say that one more time. <gasps> if we get somebody giving it so much that we won't forget anything, our brain will work. Everything will work. That's why I want to put it. <laughs> 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 solution to problem. Have you had somebody? Oh. 
Oh, we said pum pum or we said the other one? The other one. We put it under. She said, okay. um, I got good pee problems. <laughs> she put it on him so good. The man's stalking her. <laughs> so been there then, I guess. Yeah, lady. Yeah, been there, done it. I ended up marrying my stalker. <laughs> wow. Are you lying? At, le at least he wow. put a ring on it. She means the first one, Marlon. The first one. Not <laughs> what did Marlon say? I didn't hear it. You such a liar. <laughs> <laughs> liar. Marlon, stalker, right? And you could have to put a ring in it. Oh. <laughs> That's oh, me. The, oh. the people who know, they, they will come out and say the truth soon. That's that GPP. Yep. They will wreck you. Ton man in an idiot. Okay. Let me get myself together. Moments. Wow. <laughs> credit repair company owner used fake police reports to wipe away debt. The founder of a popular credit repair company is facing several charges for running a massive credit fraud scheme. Houston entrepreneur Rokisha Brisby is accused of removing negative items from her clients' credit reports using falsified police reports. According to investigators, Brisby would fix her clients' credit by telling the credit bureaus and financial institutions that they were victims of identity fraud. She would then provide the fake reports with altered case numbers to get the debt removed for her customers ultimately raising their credit scores. Brisby falsified 133 police reports from the Harris County Precinct for Constable's office and submitted them to Discover Bank, First Credit Union, and Credit Central, among others. She defrauded these institutions out of $3.3 million through her Rose Credit Repair. You go, girl, because they 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 defrauding people out of way more than that. No, I am not condoning her actions, folks. I'm not, she was helping people. I'm condoning it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta support it. Thank. No, I have company. Yes, that she was here for it. These companies, do you know that they're okay? They're insured, so they are not losing anything. So she was helping out people. Girl, I hope you get a good lawyer who can get you out of it. I really hope you do. Yeah. So in sad news, Ivana Trump, the first wife of former President Donald Trump, has died. She was 73 years old. It is with deep sadness that we announce the passing of her beloved mother, Ivana Trump. The Trump, excuse me, the Trump family statement read, Our mother was an incredible woman, a force in business, a world-class athlete, a radiant beauty, and caring mother and friend. Ivana Trump was a survival. She fled from communism and, and embraced this country. She taught her children about grit and toughness, compassion and determination. She will be dearly missed by her mother, her three children and 10 grandchildren. Police reportedly responded to a call on Thursday of a person in cardiac arrest on Manhattan's Upper East Side. The businesswoman and fashion designer who grew up under communist rule in the former Czechoslovakia married Donald Trump in 1977 and divorced in 1992. 
Together, they share three children, Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric Trump. Yeah, okay, rest in peace, Ivana. And um, George Foreman denies sexual abuse allegation, claims two women have been trying to extort $12.5 million from him in, since January. I'm tired of hearing about these cases. He says, I don't pick fights, but I don't run away from them either. I will work with my lawyers to expose my accuser's scheme and defend myself in court fully and truthfully. Yep. Here's a little bit more music from the Bad Boy Entertainment Group.
crop or the low can't stop us. Been a fiend for this, is rockin' me. Let's get the position down back, then it's time to switch. I rock the boat, I work the minute, I speed it up, straight it up. And I ain't in a hood with my dicks out, bro. I'm in the telly working up a switch, bro. Tonight's the night, you can fall in love, you can call your mama right now, tell her you met a dog. I pop a lot of cause I can back it up. My left stroke's the death stroke. I'm hands the man to me. Do she handle it like she got a I mean, that So she starts to choke Do she like to have sex? High off the X? Try with me and tell me who's the best Do she like the weird thongs that you can eat? Do she f*** your brains out till you fall asleep? Come on Bet you she don't love you Like you know I And this next song coming up was not intentionally arranged this way. Thank you to all our listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone. JohnNoRadio.com and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. Hi, Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe, world news on the go. Every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It's always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And here's what's coming up later on today on JanoRadio.com. J A H K N O Mix Master Kevon will be live. With Wanted Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to check out DJ Reds. Every Thursday, Musical Chairs, 9 p.m. Eastern on JohnnoRadio.com. For music while you work or play, log on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone. 
It's authentic. Don't be fooled by these phony accusations, backlashes, slanders, front and they publicity stunts and propaganda. Keep it private, cause I'm the commander in chief. I never stop like this. Waiting every D up in the limousine, hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight, cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner. The you gotta take this one back from the top. One of my favorite Biggie songs. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. Yeah, yeah. To all my peoples in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Shake it, shake it. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight because I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Ron G, Brucey B, Kid Capri. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug, Star Ski. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh, and if you don't know, now you know, you know, And personal with Robin Leach yeah. And I'm far from cheap I smoke stuff with my peeps all day Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way The Moet and Alize keep me pissy Girls used to diss me Now they write letters cause they miss me I never thought it could happen This rapping stuff I was too used to packing gats and stuff Now honeys play me close like butter play toast From the Mississippi down to the East Coast Condos and Queens in dough for weeks Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak Living life without fear Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool I'm gonna leave us with this one More money, more problems Who's hot, who not? Tell me who rock, who sell out in the stores You tell me who flop, who cop the blue drop Who juice got pop To all my listeners on QMZRadio.com And JohnNoRadio.com Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me for Coffee and Toe See you Monday morning at 9am Eastern right here Have yourselves a wonderful weekend Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you do, wherever you go I do ask that you please be safe. This is Moments with me signing out. School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow.